0: This is the time of the year where people start to think about their goals. And even for me, my new year starts in like September. So I started my new year in September 9th and um, I started planning for 2019 in September. Some people don't start until December.
1: Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh so rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. Today I am chatting with Raya Hodges, who is the first person to host a Future Females chapter here in the United States. She also has a personal brand which focuses on intention and purposeful living, which I'm super excited to chat about. So,
0: welcome to the show, Raya. Thanks for coming on today. Hi, Latasha. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation.
1: Yay. I'm super excited. Um, so Ryan, and I just kind of virtually met, I guess this is the first time that we're really talking and, um, I wish you guys could see the video right now because I always talk about how I record my podcast in my closet and she's witnessing that. So <laughs> it's a bit of an awkward first impression, but, um, you know, it's it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, so why don't we start, um, by just talking a little bit about, you know, who you are and tell us a little bit about yourself and about your business and how you kind of got started with everything.
0: Sure. So um, my name is Raya Hodges and I graduated from college. I graduated from Grand Valley State University in 2016. And I went to school for international business and economics. And I did some you know world traveling i did i went to school in china and in germany and i had one of those like post grad depression periods because i just i was one of those people who believed that everything was going to work out for me once i walked across that stage and once i had a degree and i didn't have a job when i graduated and i got a degree in economics but economics was not a tangible skill set like you know, accounting or marketing or finance. So I really didn't know how I was I was going to market it, and I didn't know what type of career I was going to do with that. So I took some like odd jobs. You know, I became a car salesman, and which I never thought I, I could do. And I end up selling cars and really doing good with that. But I had realized that I was sleepwalking through life; that I was not being intentional about where I wanted to go in life and I wasn't giving myself any type of direction. And so I had created Right Aura initially two years before I graduated. And it was really because I was transforming from the inside out and I was experiencing life from this place of gratitude and I wanted to share it with other people. But once I hit this like roadblock in life, and I realized that I wasn't being intentional about my career and about living on purpose, that's when the intentional living passion really kicked in. So I really became enthusiastic about it. And then that journey kind of led me into minimalism, which is now like, kind of something that I teach people about and something that I practice as well.
1: Wow, that's awesome. I had no idea that you studied abroad that's very very cool um so are you are you from like the grand rapids area are you from around here
0: no i was born and raised in detroit okay
1: cool very cool yeah i'm from kalamazoo so grand rapids is like pretty close to where i grew up Yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome so you probably learned a ton just from like being in you said you you lived in germany and where else china Oh, wow. That's so cool. How did you like like living abroad? And did you do you feel like that's kind of shaped you and like your approach to business at all or, you know, how you communicate with with clients or anything like that?
0: Absolutely. Um, People always ask me, like, what was your favorite trip? You know, was it Germany or was it China? And I always say China because it really taught me a lot about myself as an American. And what it taught me is that, you know, myself included. um, Americans are very spoiled. We are very, very spoiled. And the things that we have, the luxuries in life that we take for granted, you know, people around the world don't have. And I remember when I came back, my mom would have conversations with me and she always said, like, you've never been the same since you've came back from China. And I was there for a semester. And what I studied was like Chinese philosophy and, you know, just um, really being immersed in their culture. So my professor actually was uh, born and raised in Shanghai, um, China. And so he was our, you know, our professor over there. And he did a lot of the translation and he taught us about the culture and everything. And I mean, it's just like simple things like the my experiences from going to like the public restrooms and how like they don't provide like soap for you or they don't provide, you know, toilet tissue and like every bathroom doesn't give you the privacy of a stall and just certain things that you didn't even really know wasn't a norm. And I remember that was like my first experience of ever having to pay to use a public bathroom when I was in China. And, you know, just the Different atmosphere of the weather and the heat. And it was just really amazing to me. And I got a chance to, you know, visit the Buddhist temples and um, I got a chance to see monks and I got a chance to, you know, do calligraphy and I got a chance to see poverty, like real life poverty in China and how some of those people live. And it was very eye opening to me because it just put me in a place of really understanding that. Um, we have it very good, you know, and sometimes we forget that we have it so good because American culture teaches us to always strive for more. And it doesn't really necessarily promote being happy with what you have.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I I can see that going like really hand in hand with your brand and how you kind of, you know, focus on like goal setting and living intentionally and all of that. Um, so can you talk us through a little bit about what, like, what is your brand and and what does it represent? And, um, you know, talk us through a little bit about like what intentional living really means to you.
0: Yeah, of course. So my brand, Right Aura, um, is, you know, really focused on intentional living. And my mission is to awaken the intention uh, of living a purposeful life for Women globally, because without awareness, um, people suffer from a life of unfulfillment. And so, my biggest thing, you know, and I was talking this through. I kind of I created this model just from looking at my own life, and what I realized is that there is seven steps to self-realization. And for me, you know, you have the first step is like awareness. You know, you become aware of something that you weren't necessarily aware of before um, about yourself, whether it's from listening to a podcast or reading an article or hearing something on the TV show. And it kind of triggers something in you. It triggers a new thought. Right. So you have awareness. And then the next stage is knowledge. So you're aware of this things, but now you want to know more about it. So, you know, you kind of maybe read some articles about it, maybe you start searching for it, but you don't really immerse yourself into it. You just want to know a little bit more about it. And then you have the next stage, which is exploration when you start to explore these things, now you're buying books, now you're taking classes, now, you know, you're joining these online communities, now you're having conversations about it, now you're, you know, you're talking to your family and friends about it, because you're interested in this thing, and then after exploration comes understanding, now you start to try to understand, you know, why you do the things you do, why you think the way you think, you know, why you are in the place that you are in life, and, then, you know, after you have an understanding of that or you go, now you have intentions. So now you're like, okay, I intend to, so like for me, I have some intentions in my life. Like one of my intentions is I intend to give something away every day, whether it be a compliment, a hug, um, you know, just an encouraging word, whether it be a tip, like I intend to live that way. I intend to be a giver. And so you know, you move from attention and then there's action. But what I realized, Latasha, is that even in my own journey with with intentional living, I had skipped two steps. You know, I had became aware and then I wanted more knowledge and I kind of explored, but I didn't take the time to understand my thought patterns. I didn't take the time to really understand myself with compassion because what I've realized, like, um, with Raiora is very kind of like co- coaching based, you know, so my services with Raiora is like life coaching and, you know, business coaching. And then I'll offer like digital products like eBooks and master classes and e-courses. But like with life coaching, what I've realized just from studying people who are more advanced than me is that with their clients, you know, you'll come across a client and they become aware of something and then they want to change it automatically. But with self-realization, you can't change yourself unless you understand yourself. And so for me, I got stuck at the level of intention. So I created all these intentions for myself of how I wanted to live my life, but I was stuck and I wasn't producing action because I didn't take the time to understand. I didn't take the time to really pay attention to my thoughts and, you know, understand the root of the thought of, you know okay, yeah, I believe that I can do this, but why am I not doing it? It's because I didn't understand. And so for me, I feel like I really just want to help people um, get to that place of action, taking action. I think that's like the hardest battle. You have all these ideas and You know, people have all these great things that they want to do, but they never take action. And it's because subconsciously there's some thoughts there that they're not aware of that's driving their actions. And so, you know, me doing this work on myself. I just want to be that bridge for somebody else to do the work for themselves. And for me, like with Ryora and life coaching, you know, I coach from a set of assumptions, meaning that like my clients are not suffering from any mental illnesses. They're well capable and we're well able to do the work. They just need somebody, an accountability partner to get them from A to B. So that's, you know, that's really what my brand is about. And I just, You know, love to connect. I love to see people going after what it is that they want to do because there's such a high percentage of people who do not go for it because of fear or anxiety or a number of things. But if you have somebody that's there with you, like you can do this, you just have to take time to understand yourself and be compassionate with yourself and then try to execute then they'll be able to live that purposeful life that they truly want to live.
1: Wow, I love that. And, and yeah, I, I feel like we live in such like an instant gratification type culture, kind of. So it's like, that's such a great point. You know, you get a a cool idea and then you're like okay like how do I make it happen instantly and like I know I always get questions like what are the secrets like what are the the tricks like they you know the get rich quick basically type tricks and it's like there aren't any (laughs) to be honest like you do have to really be you know, I, I personally believe in like the slow but steady growth and like making sure I'm doing things right versus just doing things quickly. And I mean, sometimes you do have to just get stuff out there and do right. the work. Yeah. Um, but but I love that. Like, it's so important to sit back and truly like think about things and set goals and set milestones and all that. So I love love what yeah. you said there. Thank you. Yeah, and I, and I think as a creative, I mean, I consider myself a creative through and through. And it was funny, I actually just retweeted something this morning that was like, as a creative, there's there's only two modes. Like you either can't think of anything and you're just completely like in a creative rut or you're working <laughs> on 20 projects and you're ready to start the next one. Yes. So <laughs> I wanted to chat with you about that a little bit. Like, are there any tips or tricks that you have for, you know, people like us who who do just like get so many great ideas. Do you have any advice for how to really like streamline them and prioritize and, you know, set goals and turn them into like actionable goals versus just 20 different crazy ideas in your head?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a huge believer on writing things down. I know that is so cliche and people probably hear it a number of times, but you have to write things down. And how I set goals is, you know, I truly usually have one vision in mind at the time, at the time. And, um, I break things down into quarters and court into quarters. And so how I look at things is like, okay, you know, you have this vision. So let's use an example for, okay. Um, to say you want to produce, I don't know, 52 podcast shows, Latasha, or something like that. And, you know, that's your vision or that's your vision for the year. And so how I look at it is how I help people do it is like, okay, that's your vision. So then now you have your goals. So what small milestones do you have to accomplish to accomplish that vision so if you want to produce you know 52 podcasts you know in a year I'm very strategic I am a methodical leader so I lead by giving people methods and and strategies and breaking it down for them so that it's very digestible so if you know you want to produce like you know 52 podcasts in a year okay one goal would be to find 52 people or if you want to interview 52 people or if even if you just want to do like half of those interviews, find 25 people or however many people you want to bring on that year and start um, finding out, you know, what would you want to talk to them about? So, you know, breaking it down like, okay, this is who I want to talk to. This is what I want to talk about. That's a goal. Now the objective So there's three stages. There's the vision, there's the goal, and there's the objective. Most people just have the goal. And that's when they get frustrated because most of the time for people, the goal is like the bigger picture. People can only see the end result and they, they miss everything in between. And so when I break it down like this for them, it helps them see what's in between where they are now and where they're trying to get to. So you know, you have the goal of reaching out to these people and, you know, thinking about what you want to talk about. And then our the objective is, okay, what does that process look like? So am I going to email, you know, five of those people a month? Am I going to try to lock in, you know, five of those people within a week? How am I going to do it? And I know that even for me, um, I have so many products that I want to produce, but I'm like, I can't, give everybody everything at the same time. And so what I've been focusing on right now is goal setting because it's beginning Um, you're getting closer to the end of the year, right? So this is the time of the year where people start to think about their goals. And even for me, my new year starts in like September. So I started my new year in September 9th and um, I started planning for 2019 in September. Some people don't start until December, but I like to coach um, clients and help them get in the mindset of getting ahead. And so, you know, you think about, What you want your what you want your year to look like. And uh, you just start to write right off the vision and see what that's going to look like. And so, you know, right now, the biggest thing that I'm focusing on is goal setting. So for me, yeah, I have, you know, these master classes I want to do and these e-courses that I want to do, but the focus for me from now until, until December is getting people to get in the posture of setting goals for 2019 for, you know, aligning themselves with what they want their year to look like. And so a lot of like my social media posts are about intentional living and setting goals. So like, um, you know, I, I, kind of plan out my content based off what my theme is and based off what my goal is. So right now, you know, I'm in like the first quarter, I would call it from September to December and all of this whole quarter is going to be about goal setting. And so it's all about like, just really focusing down. I know as creatives, we're so creative and we want to do so much, but sometimes it's good to just focus on that one thing and it can be extremely hard for us because we think about, all the possibilities of um, what can happen if we produce everything else. And so, you know, I kind of just like double down on myself. And that's where discipline comes in. You have to be disciplined and you have to just really know where you're steering your business, where you want to steer your clients, where you want to steer your following and focus on that. And when you focus, the result is so much better than you spreading yourself across, you know, so many different things at the same time.
1: Yeah. Those are definitely some good tips. I, with the podcasting, like that's definitely what I had to do. It's so overwhelming to like, I, I don't think people realize sometimes when we talk about creating content, like how much work goes into, oh, yes. you know, creating a podcast episode or a YouTube video. <laughs> it's so much, especially when it's, you know, you're coordinating with other people and doing interviews and stuff. So that's something that helped me a ton yeah. is like you said, just like breaking it down into parts. So like for my seasons, I film or I record all my, one-on-one, you know, just me talking episodes first. And I get those out of the way and like batch record those. And then Mm -hmm. I work on okay, I'm going to email everybody. And then I'm going to schedule things. Like you have to do it in in parts. Otherwise it's just like completely overwhelming. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) So so overwhelming. I tried to do the whole YouTube thing and it was just it was so much. It was so much, you know, I taught myself how to do like the simple video editing, but I was just like, this is just so time consuming. And like, for me, like, I like being in front of the video, but YouTube just wasn't my thing. I couldn't find, you know, a system. It wasn't that I couldn't find a system that worked for me. It was just, I wasn't willing to do the work at that point in time in my life. It was just like, Yeah, no, I have to put this on the shelf for a second. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, I can't imagine how much work goes into doing a podcast and a YouTube show for yourself. Like, that is amazing, though. I really congratulate you on that.
1: Thank you. Um, Yeah, it definitely gets easier as you do it. Like, you get those systems down and it becomes, like, you know, just second nature to you. But it's a lot. And you got to break it down into steps before just hopping into it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you talked a little bit about your content strategy. I'd like to pick your brain a little bit more on that too, because mm-hmm. I think you brought up some good points too about almost like warming up your audience for kind of what's coming in the new year um, mm-hmm. and getting people ready for, you know, getting people into that mindset. Um, and I see, you know, I am a social media manager, so I see this all the time. Like people just want to throw out, okay, I have this new thing to promote Why while right. people purchase. That? And it's like, to me, that's an essential part of things mm-hmm. that it sounds like it is to you too. So can you talk a little bit about just like what types of content you do produce and like, you know, how you connect with your audience, what platforms you use to kind of promote your business and that kind of thing?
0: Sure. So um, I'm a big believer in like giving, giving away uh, information, you know, like providing valuable information to people for absolutely nothing, you know, just giving them that free information. And so how I break down my content strategy is that, you know, I'll usually do a post or I'm very statistic based on um, when it comes to the coaching um, perspective. So I might post something about, you know, you know, 83% of the world of the world's population don't set goals, which that that's a real statistic that came from a Harvard business review, and that only 14% of people, they have goals, but they don't write them down. And then there's 3% of people who have goals, and they write them down. So can you imagine that the 3% are that much more, you know, successful than the 83% and the 14%. And so I will lead with something like that, and basically touching on like a, a pain point, or um, educating them on something that I want to teach them about for free. And so I might post that you know, that post. But the goal of that post is to get them to sign up for, I don't know, a free workshop on IG Live. So, you know, I tell them like, hey, did you know such and such? And then I tell them, well, come check out my, you know, my IG Live and I can talk to you or teach you about how to set goals and this is what you'll learn. And then I may set up, you know, maybe like a landing page or something where they can come and they can sign up for it. And I, you know, I give them something in return, like everybody that signs up for this free, you know, IG live, I'll send everything that I teach you in a PDF, you know, after the live or something like that. And so I'm warming the audience up until what the theme is and what I'm um wanting to teach them about. And so, you know, over, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, maybe a month or so I'll spend talking about it, not every day, but just, you know, dripping content and keeping it in front of them. Um, and then I'll probably... Uh, I'll write four blog posts on the topic and post it on my website for them to have something, you know, quick wins for them. And then I'll create a free digital download um, or a checklist or something about goal setting. And then you know, after I do that, and I educate them, and I give them real information, real valuable information that they can start using today, then when it's time for me to release my ebook, which is my new ebook is releasing called goal setting, you know, how to set goals to live a life of fulfillment, then it's not random, you know, it's not just like, Oh, hey, guys, I, you know, wrote this ebook on goal setting, you should purchase it. But it's like, no, like, I have been, you know, positioning myself as an expert in this, you know, particular topic and giving them something that they can use. That way, when I pitch my product and say, "Hey, you know, you might enjoy this ebook," then you know that's how I position myself. And so, usually, um, for me, I don't like to be all over the place. So for Raiora, I focus on three pillars, which is uh, personal freedom, personal freedom, financial success, and go like uh, goal setting. And so everything that I talk about falls within that. So like minimalism falls within personal freedom, you know, um, financial success. That's where like all my business planning and things, you know, fall in line. So if I have like right now I offer like four, five free digital downloads. So I do, I think I have like a um, intentional living starter pack for people to download. And then I have four. Um, digital downloads that people can, you know, get that's on, you know, simple living, goal setting, grateful living, and um, simplifying your business processes. And so I write four blog posts for each of those things that all talk about the free download. And then, you know, once I educate them a little bit more on it, you know, then that's when, you know, a little bit down the line, after I've given them a lot of value, I'll tell them about my products um, for that particular topic.
1: That's great. Yeah. Those pillars are so important. And that's something I always tell people too, is like, you can't, you know, be all over the place, or at least yeah. it takes time before you're kind of able to do that. I think once you become really, you know, well-known and you really develop a, a, audience and cultivate an audience for a while you can be a little bit more risky and try you know things that are outside of those pillars maybe but if you really want to build an audience like you have to have that consistency and people have to know what they're getting out of you you know like it's hard you have to train yourself for sure I mean I still struggle with that I'm like oh my gosh but I just like this random thing I want to talk about it but it doesn't necessarily fit in so Yeah. yeah that's great advice Cool. So one of the other things, just switching gears just a little bit, one of the other things I wanted to chat with you about is um, future females. So yeah. can you talk a little bit? I know you're excited. I'm super excited about yeah. this. Um, this is how we connected. But can you tell just tell us a little bit about what that is and what can what we can expect from you and from the group?
0: Yes. I'm so excited about this because this kind of caters to my international uh, love. So Future Females is a community and is also a movement. Um, And Future Females did not start here in the States. It started in Cape Town, South Africa. And um, two amazing women, Lauren and Serena, are the co-founders of it. And so Future Female started in August 2017, and so they just had their one year old um, first birthday. And since then, they have grown to over 10 chapters. So now they are in London, they are in Berlin, they are in Australia, they are in Pretoria, they are in um, other regions of South um, or other areas of South Africa, and now they are in the United States. And so Detroit is the first and only, um, United States city to host the future females chapter. And what, um, future females is about is basically supporting, uh, women in business. And so it's keeping the conversation consistent. So the main thing that we offer is monthly events. And these events are, um, to build and cultivate a community of aspiring entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and intrapreneurs. So, you know, people with managerial positions and companies, and to just keep that conversation consistent, because I know even for myself, you know, being a entrepreneur, or being a freelancer, it can be lonely sometimes. And sometimes, you know, you have all these things that you want to do. But if you don't have a great support system you know sometimes you get stuck if you don't have people around you that keep that conversation consistent sometimes you grow weary sometimes you know you just put things on the back burner and so like I know that I even have friends who have all these great business ideas and they've had these ideas for years and months but they have not acted on it and reason being is because life happens you know we get used to the humdrum of life and you know um, just the routine and then you look up and it's been three months and you haven't done anything with your idea, right? So Future Females um, here in Detroit, the the chapter is going to have, you know, monthly events and all the events are going to be themed. And so... um, When Detroit hosts an event, you know, about social media, they're also having events in London about social media. They're having events in South Africa about social media. They're having events in uh, Berlin about social media. And so we're all internationally, you know, connected. And um, the events are not like your usual panel setup. That's not what the events are. Um, So... You come to the events and we have two presenters, um, usually people with some type of influence, any type of you know business owners or people who are just experts in the niche or in the theme that we're talking about for that month. And they come in and they give a presentation about their story and about that topic. And it's really set up to give people tangible takeaways that they can actually leave feeling like That was worth it. Or I can use this for my business or, oh, man, I didn't know that. And just, you know, motivating them and encouraging them to keep going and to keep um, on the path of entrepreneurship because it is hard and and it can get very difficult. And so I'm so excited about it. Um, because we're launching, you know, October 24th is going to be the first launch event. And then moving forward, you know, we'll have events every fourth Wednesday of the month um, is what we're going for. Unless there's a holiday or something that falls within that week. But um, Future Females is really just, you know, a community. And they also have like a Future Females um, three-month incubator that they just started. And I think um, they opened up applications for like 10 days. And we had uh, over 400 applicants from 21 different countries. Um, And that was just like really, really amazing. And so the applications have closed, but they open back up every year. And so it's just really to educate women and to give them resources and to give them an opportunity to network as well. So I'm really excited about building community and being around like-minded people.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really bummed because I'm actually going to be out of town for the first meeting. So I won't be able to come yeah. to that. But I'll definitely be at the next ones. And yes. <laughs> um, I just think that's something that we definitely need here. You know, I've, I've been in Detroit for three years, but I honestly mm-hmm. haven't been super involved with like the business community or the entrepreneurial community here. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it, it's hard. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I'm sure things exist out there. But I I haven't really heard of a ton of things that meet like on the on a regular basis like this. I mean, I go to one off events every once in a while, but I think it's it'll be really good, like you said, for accountability and like getting, you know, to see familiar faces. And, you know, if I come in every month and I haven't made any progress in my business, you're probably gonna be like, What the heck, Latasha? Like get it together. So it's good to have that for sure. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm excited too.
1: So do you have the like the full details for the first event yet? Do you have location and everything?
0: Yes, I do. So um, we will be partnering uh, with Grand Circus. And so at least for the first couple of uh, events, because I'm not, you know, I'm not sure how big we're going to grow. But the first uh, event is going to be at Grand Circus and the events are from 6 to 830 um, you can purchase tickets on Eventbrite and, um, you know, the there will be like catered appetizers and drinks and things like that. Um, and then also just, you know, an atmosphere for you to learn. Um, one of my biggest thing is that I really um, encourage people when they come to future female events is to bring a notebook and to bring a pen because the objective is for you to learn and to have something to take away. And you know, one of the things why I was really excited about this was the consistency of it and to just consistently give people something every month, you know, it's it's two and a half hours, you know, out the month or whatever. But to give them just something that, you know, that they need, I, I didn't necessarily want to be just an event participator. You know, I saw all the great things that were happening in Detroit, in the city of Detroit around entrepreneurship, but I wasn't A part of it and I wanted to be a part of it but I didn't just want to be somebody that just went to an event I wanted to actually be a like a liaison for people like that bridge for people to you know get the resources that that they need or you know introduce somebody to somebody else that they might need to connect with and so that's always been like a, a big thing for me so we will have our events in Grand Circus and Grand Circus is you know located downtown Detroit on Woodward and it's just going to be an amazing time. I'm really excited. You know, I've, Talked to so many different people who, you know, willing to be community partners with us. Like we have, you know, Motor City Women um, who wants to be a community partner with us. And they have an, um, you know, a radio station here in Detroit and they do podcasting as well. And I just met a lot of amazing women, you know, even like you, Latasha, this is how we connected, And so it's just all about building your network. Your network is very important when it comes to entrepreneurship or anything that you want to do. And so that's just it's really exciting.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm super excited. And you guys, I will leave the, um, information, like the Eventbrite And everything in the show notes too, if you guys are in the area and want to register, I know I have a lot of, a lot of local listeners. So
0: cool. I'm sorry. I forgot to say who um, presenting. (laughs) So we have, we have Mandy. Um, she's the co- Uh, co-owner of Spun Sugar Detroit she's going to be presenting and then we have Olivia Pearson who is also um, a creative digital strategist she's a publicist and so this month theme is about social media and you know being authentic with your brand on social media and so they will be talking you know about you know brand authenticity online and you know giving you know a presentation and telling their story and then giving you some takeaways so i'm really excited to see what those ladies are going to present about and what they're going to talk about
1: awesome yeah that sounds like it'll be really really good i'm so sad i'm missing it but it's okay (laughs) yeah i'll be at a conference in orlando so hey at least i'll still be learning something (laughs) yeah you'll have fun yeah Cool. Well, I think those are all the questions I had for you. I feel like I learned a lot and I'm really excited to see, you know, what you do next with your own brand and with Future Females, of course. Um, But before we go, do you want to let everyone know, like I said, I'll have the Future Females links in the show notes, but do you want to let everyone know where else they can find you online?
0: Sure. Um, so you can find me on Instagram is my favorite place to hang out. You can find me on Instagram at Raya Hodges uh, Co. So that's R-Y-A-H-O-D-G-E-S-C-O. And you can also find me at RayaHodges.com. So that's www.riahodges.com And anything that you want to know or if you are interested in any of those free downloads that I was talking about, um, you can find those on my website. Awesome. And yep,
1: I'll be linking those in the show notes. And you guys can always go to adjournees.com slash podcast to see the show notes later too. So thank you so much for coming on today, Raya. And I'm excited to meet you in real life, not in my closet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) sometime soon in the next couple months at a future females meeting.
0: (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited to meet you. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Latasha. Awesome. Bye.
1: And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help. And you can also tweet me at A Journey East with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro-Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro-Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.